0: Before I uh, introduce this gentleman I would like to bow our heads and I want him to stay in here tonight I want everything to be resonated in here this evening so if we can bow our heads let's pray him in the house dear heavenly father your holy spirit you are welcome in this house tonight I want everything to be spoken everything to be received in your name let me not be forgetting anything and left out of what you are here to do tonight we are all here on a divine plan and a purpose that you got us here gathered here today So, Father God, let them know that each and every individual is worthy and they are loved and they are needed by your kingdom. We want all of you to be saved and come to know him on another level because you are welcome also in his mansion that he has provided a room for each and every individual in here. Please believe in yourself no matter what you're going through. Give it to him and he's going to provide a way out of it. Do not suffer any longer. Let the Holy Spirit lead you to a nice, peaceful, nice, peaceful pasture father God in here tonight let this family look around and let us all pray for this gentleman and each other and their families and let them know it's okay it's okay that you got us whether you struggle or you're not tonight know that there are others who are but we have a God that knows our struggles and he cares for us so tonight let it all be about you and everything and all things please Please, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, receive his presence in your heart. I pray for these things and all things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 All right. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. Amen. Look here. As always, it's time to get this thing started. Not that it already hasn't been, but we're going to hear from a young man that has overcome. Don't we love success stories? Yeah. Instead of always talking about myself and everything else, let's, let's show you what Jesus does once you surrender. Y'all heard them songs tonight? You want to know him more? All you got to do is surrender. He's going to show you things you ain't never thought you could see. I promise you that. So as, without further ado, as they say in the big times, my man and yours. Come on up, Mr. Rose. Give him a good hand of applause.
1: It's obvious that I was a drug dealer uh, from nine years old to 18 years old. Um, I don't really know no different. Um, I gotta stop saying. uh, Let's let's work on this. Um, Here I go again. Okay. At nine years old, I was introduced to the game. My dad was a white supremacist, he ran with the Aryan Brotherhood, and my stepfather was black. So, I'm sure you could imagine how well that worked out. Well, not only was I introduced to the game, I was introduced to the devil. I got high with him. My first time at nine years old, I started huffing gas. Well, it got to the point that I break out windows, you know, my mom would lock me in a room, and I'd bust out of it, you know? Boom, boom, gone, out the window into the garage, on the lawnmower, getting high, higher, higher, to the point I'm gone. I died. Well, luckily my stepdad, the one who hated me at that point in time, he loves me now, thank God. And I also have to thank God. It's a blessing to be up here. It's a blessing to have a family, um, my Christ family. back home I don't have I don't have nothing to live for back there and it's obvious to me that I need to continue and just stay here and and live for God uh, that's me that's I think that's my fifth overdose I've overdosed six times it's it's grateful to be here um, thank God you know thank God so I'm gonna start looking back yeah I can just see the pictures as I go along I was a terrible person I'm not anymore, I I gave my life to God, and it's it's due thanks to my Christ family, and also the people that I met in jail, and my other Christ family here that is here to support me. Uh, And also all of you, you know, I've been coming here for about 10 months now, and y'all don't even know my name, so let me just actually introduce myself. Uh, It's Sean Sheridan, I go by Rose, I like to picture my life as, you know, I gotta go through the, the thorns, And eventually, I'll get to my bloom. Well, I think it's obvious that I'm up here that I'm blooming right now. (laughs) You know? It's very obvious. So, back to the nine years old. I died. I went to a hospital. They revived me. About two weeks, I spent in a psych ward with a bunch of psychos. You know? And the doctor was like, there's nothing wrong with this kid. He does not belong here, you know? So, they released me. Well, my stepdad, at that point in time, had convinced my mom to kick me out. At nine years old, I don't have nothing. All I know is the game at that point in my life. And so she kicked me out to the street. I went to my dad. Well, we was at a dope house. Next thing you know, my dad is overdosed in the parking lot of the gas station and I'm left at that dope house. My grandparents don't know where I am. My parents don't know where I am, nor do they really care at this point. Um, The only word I could think for myself back then was I was a savage. Uh, I did anything and everything to get high. You know after that point I mean like I said it being introduced to the game at that early of an age you know at nine years old you can't get a job you can't go work legally nobody's gonna hire you so I started selling dope and all the way up until 18 years old that's ten years of my life gone to the dope game and you know I don't regret it not one bit you know because that's what got me here that's what that's what put the knowledge that I have in my head now. Mm-hmm. Um, so afterwards, it's obvious that I've overdosed many times. You know, I was really bad at life. You know, it was it was dope money, and if you didn't have my money, then it was war. And if you didn't want war, you had no choice because I wasn't finna let you get that choice. I was finna go to war. And like I said, I've done terrible things that only God can forgive me for. And, you know, the fact that I had to live with it is all right because, you know, he's forgiven me. I've forgiven myself. I am who I am today. And, you know, I just thank y'all for supporting me. I never had nobody back home who believed in me, not one bit, you know. They all thought I was finna be a junkie forever, but now I'm a junkie on Christ, you know. Uh, You know, I do my best every day to develop habits that are good, you know, besides getting high and doing all this and doing all that, you know, running around. I just ain't got time for it no more. It it was burning me out bad, you know, burning me out bad. (laughs) I know y'all know what that feeling is like. Yeah, I ain't got time for it no more, you know, kind of like the chick with bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Okay, ain't nobody got time for it, I promise. It's a rough life and, and nobody wants to do that. My point of being up here is to show that God is real, but I also want to point out the devil is is real as well. Like I said, I got high with him at nine years old and I kept getting high with him and kept getting high with him and I just kept on going to the point that, you know, I was lost. I was lost and confused. To the point that I just I didn't want to live anymore. I I didn't have the guts to take my own life, so I kept trying with more drugs, you know, let's see if I can let's see if this is the one take another shot take another shot you know i've shot anywhere from my toes to my neck you know i was a real junkie it was real bad and i just i have to shout out my Christ family one more time because if it weren't for them and it weren't if they didn't give up on me you know they didn't give up on me and i promise i've had many many mentors throughout my 18 years in utah many 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 i mean i've been to group homes proctor homes foster homes uh, Decker Lake Youth Center, which is a youth prison. I spent 17 months there, you know. I didn't get it right my first time. I decided to come back. It was like, oh, you you coming back, huh? The first nine months he was here, you was the best we ever had, walk in and out this building. Why'd you come back? You miss us that much? <laughs> you know? My answer to that was, I mean, I guess so, you know? <laughs> what else do you say? Uh, no, I hated the place. <laughs> you know? Well, let's fast forward because it's obvious that my life in Utah was bad. I was a terrible person, you know. I also want to say that I have a two-year-old daughter. I was also a terrible father. You know, I don't know where she is anymore. But that's okay, you know. I hope to God that I get her back one day. And so let's fast forward, all right. I got to the point that I had a pending investigation over my head by OPD, which is Ogden Police Department, Task Force, and also gang unit. I was involved with many gangs. I never got affiliated myself, but... I never gang banged, but I was affiliated um, with many gangs, anywhere from the North to the Serranos to the Bloods to the Crips. you know, to many, many more that I'm not going to mention to keep myself and others out of prison. You know, it's just safer that way. Um, so, like I said, it was obvious my life back there was nothing, nothing at all, nothing to live for. So, with that pending investigation, I decided to go. I don't know about you, but I'm 19 years old. I didn't really want to spend 20 years to the rest of my life in prison, so I, I fled. I left, you know, and I'm glad I did because if not, I'd be sitting in prison right now, guaranteed, and the only way I can guarantee that is because every other one of my family members, gang bangers that I rode with, where are they? They're in prison or they're dead. I've lost many to the drug game, and also to the imprisonment system. <sighs> so here we are. I'm in Mississippi now. Yeah. Yeah. I miss my mountains. I promise you, every day I'm homesick, but that's all right. I I got a better life here, and it's obvious to me now. Um, So I'm stranded. I just got left at a gas station. They took all my money, they took my girl that I came with. Yeah, you know, I'm talking everything. You know, all I had was the clothes on on my back. All I had was a pair of sandals. I wore them out in two days. I promise. I've walked to the point that I cannot walk no more. I fell over. I could not stand on my feet. I could not get up. All right. So two days of walking, I end up in Biloxi. This is a lot fast forward, but you know, I ain't got time to tell you the whole thing. Um, in Biloxi, I was under the Biloxi Bridge, and I prayed to God for the first time in my life. I admitted that there was a higher power and that higher power saved my life. I said, God, I need you to help me. It's obvious that my way is not going to work. It's obvious that it's never going to work. I've tried it the past nine years, you know. When is this ever going to work? When is this ever going to work? It's not, you know. So God's answer to my prayer was to put me in jail with a young man that is also in here. Um, And I thank God for this young man and his family that had led me to Truly Grace and had led me to my new Christ family. If it weren't for them, I would not be standing here. I would still be in a place called Tent City in Pascagoula with people junkied out running around with hatchets at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, it's rough. It's rough, you know. I've begged. I've starved multiple times. I've been on the corners of gas stations, corner of Motel 6. You know, begging, please, 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 will you help me? It's just something to eat. Something to eat. That's it. I don't want your money. I don't want to tell you how rough my life has been because that's irrelevant. It's really irrelevant. I'm just trying not to die right now. I have not eaten in three days. I've told this story multiple times, you know? All right, so from Biloxi, I went to jail. Let me tell you why I went to jail. I decided to open a car door in a hotel parking lot, and uh, they got me with auto burglary, which is a felony. So I'm now a felon again, which I had just spent 17 months back in Utah, you know, getting my life together to where I was not a felon anymore. I got them in sponge, but here I am a felon again. I opened someone's car door, deciding to get some change that's intent to steal from a vehicle, and. Me thinking telling the cops is finna be a good idea. The truth, you know, thinking the truth is finna set me free or something. That don't work with the police. (laughs) I I promise you, that don't work with the police. Police are finna take you to jail. I promise. Every time, you know. I yeah, all that, you know. Oh, I was over the speed limit or something, you know. All right, well, here's your ticket. Thanks for telling me the truth, you know. (laughs) <laughs> he made my life easy. Oh, well, you just made mine harder, you know? Anyways, so I went to jail for five and a half months in the new ADC. And uh, I'll tell you, my first two months there was rough. There's an officer that comes to Action Church with us, and also sometimes to True the Truth Grace. Y'all might know him. I can't say names. Um, guess what he decides to do my first day in jail? Here's sunshine. Looking scared. Looking so scared. Fresh meat, fresh meat. Oh, there he is. Look at him. There's sunshine. Yeah, for the five months that I was there, I was called sunshine. i remember the Titans, you know. <laughs> it is what it is, you know. It is what it is. The first two months in Zone 17 was tormented. They tormented me every day just tried to make my life hell so that I wouldn't come back. You know, They realized I was 19, they realized I was young, but at that point in time, I didn't realize that. You know, I'd have seen a bunch of old, big, buff dudes that's like, mm, I'm Big Bubba, you know? <laughs> oh, please. Yeah. Is this the story my dad was telling me about, Big Bubbas? <laughs> oh, man, which one do I have to fight, you know? I don't want to have to do this. And I didn't, thank God, you know? I did get in a couple fights, but those are irrelevant. So I transferred out that zone. I was sissy. I it out. You know, I had to kite out. I couldn't keep doing that. So I went from there to zone uh, 15, which is uh, um, it's basically segregation. You know, I was there for two hours and I was like, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. We're putting you back in gin. You know, so then I went to zone 16, which was a much, much better zone. This is where I met my brother in Christ. Amen. Well, this is how. This is how this kind of happened you know he'd he'd have me call his mom for him every day, almost every day, you know he was on the top tier, I was on the bottom tier, so this is how this work out you know He'd he'd bang on the door, you know, uh, rose, you know sunshine, whatever he called me at that point in time, you know, come here real quick, come here, you know, he'd slide a little number in the door, you know, well, after four months of doing this, I memorized this number, you know, thank God I memorized it <laughs> you'll find out why I promise. All right, well, next thing you know, out of nowhere, you know, I'm just getting released. They say, yeah, you're getting out, you know. We don't know why we kept you so long. You shouldn't have been here that long. So I went from thinking I got 6 to 12 months just to be indicted just to get a court date. You know, I didn't know if I was going to prison. I didn't know nothing. You know, of course, everybody there told me I was going to prison. You know, that's a big charge. You got a felony, auto burglary. Yeah, you're gone. You're up the road, buddy. You're up the road. So I'm, I'm all messed up in my head. Like... I'm up the road. So you're telling me I just left Utah not to go to prison for my pending investigations just to come here and end up in prison still? Why is it always prison? I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm 19 years old. I don't belong in prison, I promise. I got a much better purpose. Well, thank God I memorized this number. They let me out. Next thing you know, I'm just walking through Pascagoula. You know, walking, walking to the point I can't walk no more again. You know, blisters so big on my feet that I can't stand on them. That's all right. It took it took that to get where I am. and I appreciate it for it. You know, that's my testimony in it. And that's why I'm up here. I hope that I can inspire with my story to, to change your life and turn it over to God because that's what I did. But we're gonna get to that point. That was bad. All right. So I'm walking, I'm walking. I meet this bum. And I said, hey, I've heard about this place called Tent City. You know, they're like, yeah, yeah, it's that way. On Chico, you know. What the hell is Chico? (laughs) Like a Chico stick, I eat it, you know. The little cinnamon sticks. No, no, bud. You're not from here, are you? I said, no. This is my first day out of jail. I just got out maybe an hour ago. He said, well, the Salvation Army is that way. And Tent City is that way. Well, first thing, I'm like, well, I've heard about Tent City. I ain't finna go there, you know. Uh huh. So I walked to the Salvation Army. Turns out they don't open until five. Five o'clock. I don't even know what time it is. I think it was at least twelve. They let me out super early in the morning. Well, next thing you know, I'm walking to Tent City with all this group of people that had just passed the Salvation Army. Turns out it was just meant for me to end up there. So the next day, after going to Tent City, meeting all these bums, you know, I come to my probation officer. I check in. It was court ordered that I went back to Utah, but instead the probation officer says, hey, you're the guy from Utah, aren't you? Yes, ma'am, you're not going back home for a while. What do you mean? I was just told I was going back. Yeah, you're not going back home for a while. All right, so what's the plan here? What are we doing? Well, check in next month. Well, finding out I'm not doing no drug test, I'm not, I ain't gotta check until next month. That day I was banging, you know, shooting up higher than hell. Well, it got to the point about two weeks after them people running around with hatchets that I said, This place ain't for me. Not for me. Well, so that, memo- or that number that I memorized, guess what I decided to do? I decided to call that number. Guess what? She answered. She answered. Thank God. She called her son. Her son says, you need to go pick him up right now and get him. He's not from here. He's 19. He ain't got nothing. So she did that. She came and picked me up from a McDonald's that night. Drove all the way from Van Cleve, all the way to Pascagoula just to get me. What's so important about me? I'm a nobody, you know? Now I'm a somebody. Well, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all. Well, here I'm coming to Van Cleve, it's time to get sober up, because if not, I'm going to end up in prison, and it's obvious to me that Utah is saying prison, Mississippi's not saying prison, let's hope I don't go to no more states that say in prison, you know, I'm tired of that word, I'm tired of hearing it, it's not meant for me, I promise you, well, I go to Van Cleve, and I'm coming down hard, she doesn't know I'm coming down, and I'm sorry, I'm coming down real hard. That two weeks, I was coming down so bad. I didn't do nothing but sleep and eat and sleep and eat and try to help out the best I could, you know. Well, there's also a dog. I can say this name because it's a dog. My dog, Loa, uh, she's my everything. She's my world. She keeps me sober every day. And uh, I've got some good time of sobriety under my belt. I've been coming here for about almost 10 months, and I've got 13 months clean off heroin. I've got about 9 to 10 months clean off men. Those are the two biggest. And I've even got three weeks clean off weed. Three weeks. All right. So I come to this place called Truly Grace. Never did I think I'd be standing up here. I feel pretty good, though. You can take my seat for a while. (laughs) You know? And I I meet this man. I meet this man, yeah. I don't know if I can say his name or not. I mean, he runs the place. We all know him, you know. I ain't finna say it, though, because I ain't getting in trouble. Um, Yeah, yeah. He's wearing the same shirt, all right. We know who he is. Okay. And uh, I come to Truly Grace with the lady that picked me up, you know. It was a blessing. This place is my happy place. You know, I'm homesick every day, but every time I come here, I feel like I'm home. I really feel like I'm home. Well... Next thing you know, he's like, I'm finna hook you up with somebody that's finna get you a job. All right. So I, I caught his number. I said, hey, you know, my name's Sean. I don't know nothing. Uh, you say you lay floors, you like tile, carpet, LVP. I don't even know what the hell LVP is. You know? So he said, well, I'm finna give you a shot. I'm finna give you a shot. He picked me up. The lady dropped me off at a gas station. He picked me up from that gas station. And I ran with it. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know, I was honest from the point, from the get-go. I said, I don't know nothing, but I'm eager to learn. I'm eager to go. Anything you say, I do. You know, quick, quick, as fast as possible. Well, I think it's been like five or six months now. I still got the same job. So it's obvious I did something right, you know. I did something right. I did something right. Well, that's... We had bumps along the road, you know, and next thing you know, I'm moving in with my boss. You know, he let me sleep on the couch a couple nights, a couple nights, you know. Then we worked in, you know, here, here's what we're going to do for rent, and you get a room now in your own bathroom, you know. I came from having nothing. Now I got my own little place. I got a dog. I got a life. I never thought I'd have a life. I never thought I'd live past the age of 18, to be honest. I thought I'd die from another overdose, six of them. Six, it's lucky that I'm alive. You know, it's a blessing. Uh, Time's coming real short. I didn't think I was gonna talk this long. I was finna be like twenty minutes and then just get down, You know, but I so I got my own little place now. I got a life. You know, you know I'm still using drugs. You know, we had our bumps along the road. It got to the point that he sat me down in the garage and said, "Look," started crying. Not me, him. He started crying said, look, you know, I don't know the words word for word, but basically, you're messing up. He kept it straight up with me the whole time, and that's what I needed. I needed somebody that was blunt, that was honest, that didn't sugarcoat nothing, and that's what he still is to this day, and I thank him for it. He knows that. Well, next thing you know, I'm crying, thinking I'm going to get kicked out, I'm going to lose my dog that I just got, I'm going to lose everything again, you know. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. And I thank for them not giving up on me that that didn't happen. Well, I realized change had to happen. I realized that all that time was not working. So, what's the difference? What do I need to get right? I prayed to God, you know. He said, You need to give your life to me. So I did. I got baptized. I got baptized. And i got to say, I got baptized at Action Church. That's why I'm wearing the the hat tonight. These guys got baptized at the same time. Awesome. Awesome. Y'all are all my family, and I love you all. I promise you. You know, I'll always be real. and Just be real back. You know, that's all I expect. All right, well, it's it's to the point that I I need to get sober. I ain't never been sober most of my life. How the hell I do that? I got all these emotions that I got, you know. I don't know how to deal with these emotions, you know? Whether I'm happy, whether I'm sad, whether I'm pissed off, whether I'm anxious, it doesn't matter what the feeling is. I ain't never felt them before. I've been numb my whole life. Well, I thank them for being patient with me and helping me through it, you know, because if it weren't for that, I I wouldn't know how to cook. I wouldn't know how to deal with these emotions, you know? Like I said, I was a drug dealer for 10 years of my life. What the hell you mean, cook some steak on a grill? (laughs) Cook some potatoes in a skillet with with the top on to make a What the hell are you talking about? I still don't understand. You know, I'm still getting it. You know, I'm getting the family life down. I like it though. I like it. Well, it was obvious to me once I got sober that I needed to find some better mentors, and I got them now. I got a lot of them, and most of them in this room. I right, I got two minutes. I'm gonna make this quick. Um. Well, I got those mentors. I put God in my life first. And I got a family that supports me now. I'm not going back, you know. I'm riding it out to the end. And uh, I just hope that, you know, it's gone now. I hope those pictures can inspire, you know. I really used to ride. I was a savage. I'm telling you, I never gang banged, but I was affiliated with some scary people that you know, not even myself would want to mess with, you know. I just want my story to, show at least somebody in this room that God is real, the devil is real, and the devil will try to attack you, but the devil has no power as long as you say, in the name of Jesus, you have no power over me anymore, in the name of Jesus, and it's thank to God that I'm up here right now, I'm still alive, I'm still going forward, and I'm going to keep going forward with my mentors to inspire me, to help me get going, you know, I'm working out now, you know. I'm healthy, I'm eating good. It's a blessing, you know. But I'm finna leave it at that. I love y'all. I say this all in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And that's it, man.